You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Always Moto Podcast with your host, David Hogan. This show contains information about injuries to riders competing in AMA Supercross, AMA Motocross, MXGP, Ozpro MX, and other international moto events. The information discussed may be unsettling to some listeners. It might be incomplete or based on medical opinions due to riders tending to hide the details of their injuries. We are here to explain the information and increase injury understanding and visibility for the fans. There might be coarse language and the odd stuff up along the way. If any of this offends you, turn us off right now. fans i'm not a doctor but i am a physiotherapist and this is episode 48 of the always moto podcast as always i'm your host david hogan the physiotherapist from australia will be joined during the show by the always moto contractor and look I, i don't know what's going on here but he's still he's still waiting to get paid this is the always moto podcast we are in the depths of the clinic throwing strapping tape anywhere it will stick That's the physio's job, I keep getting told. As always on the show, we'll be going through all things moto, particularly the injuries in our sport because hashtag injuries are a part of moto. This week, we'll be talking super motocross from Tampa, always moto fantasy league, the super motocross emergency department as we head into Oakland and this is back to a West Coast round. This is that fill-in round, so we'll be talking about the guys that are coming back for that uh, and the ones that will be out. But as always, bringing you the show today is Polar Australia. Polar Australia and their incredible range of activity tracking, heart rate monitors, uh, and GPS devices from their H10 chest strap uh, and their top-of-the-line GPS multi-sport watch, the Polar Grit X Pro. Now, this Grit X Pro is going to be going back here soon, the one that I've got on my wrist right now, uh, but we've been reviewing it for the past couple of months, and it is a fantastic piece of equipment. And if you haven't noticed, check out um, Polar Australia's Instagram site. They currently have a, I'm pretty sure it was a half-price sale on this thing, or $200 off, something along those lines. Check it out anyway. Don't believe what I've said. Check out what it is on their actual Instagram page. You've got a chance to get a good deal on a Grit X Pro at the moment through Polar Australia. So check that out, guys and girls. Thanks also to Slantboard Guy. Don't forget we have that affiliate deal in place with Slantboard Guy and they've got a 10% discount offer for pod, Always Moto podcast listeners uh, and you can use that code ALWAYSMOTO in lowercase at checkout to get that discount. But if you want to get your legs and your squats on point in the gym, improve your standing technique on the bike with stronger legs, this simple piece of equipment is for you. Uh, it's very easy to use, guys and girls, and I am super stoked. By the time you hear this, there'll be a picture of my very, very fancy custom 
Uh, new flex board from those guys with the Always Moto logo on it. I was surprised with that this week from the guys there at Slant Board. And you can get your own logo, whatever picture you want, pretty much on your Slant Board if you order one. Um, so please check that out um, and get one of those um, very soon using the links. The links for both Polar Australia and Slant Board Guy are in our show notes. Please use our links so that we get the cut of that and we can keep getting these support and sponsorships and advertising partnerships here on the Always Moto podcast. It helps us a lot. As always, we still have the show merch available. T-shirts are available. Please check them out. Um, we, they're $25 plus postage and handling. We need you to send an email to always uh, to info at alwaysmoto.com with T-shirt in the subject line, um, and we just need your size, and then we'll be in touch about payment via PayPal. Now, speaking of PayPal, if you're able to, we would love to get a donation from you guys. Follow the links in the show note or the link in our bio on our Instagram page to find the PayPal donate option. Uh, and then send us whatever you can. It's just a way of keeping us in the game and keeping us being able to attend these races here that are coming up very, very soon. So both Oz Pro MX is about to start, uh, and we're hoping to get over to a US round this year. So we need some support to do those things and bring you some awesome content and a different look at our sport that nobody else is doing. We are that unique look with the injury side of things, and we have a bit more in-depth information and i hope you guys and girls out there are enjoying the show from that point of view because we are different from everybody else all right uh enough with the intro talk let's jump into the show i'm kyle greason and you're listening to the always moto podcast all right we're into the show welcome in uh contractor mate benny how was uh how was your week uh yeah it's been all right it's not too bad yours yeah all right considering i'm still on a sling so you know it's a life of a Life of a hermit. I'm stuck at the desk at home, and I can't really do shit about it because I got one arm. So it's fantastic. Just what we want. <laughs> well, at least <laughs> at least for now, it seems like it's healing. So I'm uh, I'm happy about that. I'm getting a little bit more movement with my uh, with my rehab myself. So you know, still working towards a comeback here in the next few months. But we'll we'll, we'll get there when it's time. Yep. So. Uh, Tampa came and gone. Big sand section. I love sand sections, Benny. Yes, I know you do. And um, look, that sand section is not too bad. The straight sand sections are not too bad, but that corner, I'm not really sure what they were thinking. It uh, it was a mess. It got pretty deep on that inside right, and then I'm um, like, I don't know what you thought about it, but like the way Hunter started taking it to try and you know get around, I think it was Moseman in the early part of that main, and then Thrasher did the same thing on that last lap to try and block Hunter. That corner was just a bit dodgy. I'll I admit that. The corner was a bit dodgy, but I loved the whole section where they were, you know, struggling to get drive, and then some of them would triple, some of them would have to double or, you know, just manual it at some point. So I, I loved that section. It was awesome. Yeah, no, nah, like the corner wasn't, wasn't any good, and, yeah, the Hunter was – Doing a bit of a weird line out of it, and then um, yeah, Thrasher used that same sort of line, and they came together. But I think sand's only for good photos. That's about it, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm gonna just keep every time there's a sand section, I was gonna bring it up to you and just put pictures of beaches up for you or something like that. So we'll get we'll make that the running joke for the time being. Every time a sand section comes out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but how was Hunter's win, mate? I I was loving it. The 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 charge through the field. 
And then the bike control that he had in that last corner to drift it in from outside the in, block the line, and then still just managed to get it through that last, you know, on it was well, he he was meant to go over the tabletop he, he, and and double off, but he he just singled that whole section and still managed to get it done. It was it was pretty sweet. It was very tight though, going when both of them going over the line, but. Yeah, just unbelievable. He was at the back, you know, like further back, and I didn't think there was any way that he was going to get to the front. And, um, yeah, he just took after his brother pretty much, and uh, as much as he hates people saying that. But, um, yeah, just was a beautiful ride. And, yeah, that last corner was just ridiculous. Um, But, yeah, luckily he got the win. Yeah, he did, and, and uh, on that point about it was tight at the finish, God, good for him that the uh, transponder loop is at the bottom of the jump, not the top, because by the top he was done. <laughs> Thrasher was past him at that point because Thrasher at least hit the jump, but uh, Hunter rolled, so lucky the transponder loop's down low, so he got there in the end, but uh, that was pretty awesome, and you're, you're right there about the speed side of things. I think he's definitely picked up some pace from obviously chasing Jet around the track in Supercross because... Hunter's Supercross skills, when he first came back from those injuries and got onto the track there in that COVID's, um, in those COVID rounds in Salt Lake, he was not very good at that point. But fast forward, what is it, two years now, three years now, whatever it is, and he's he's got it dialed on the Supercross track. He was impressive on, on Saturday, uh, well, Saturday night their time, Sunday, Sunday afternoon our time. So, yeah, it was pretty, pretty sweet. It was Sunday morning, sorry. So, yeah. Yeah, no, the back in the COVID uh, at so- COVID times at Salt Lake, he was yeah he wasn't very good, but he had only just come back from those injuries. But yeah, fast forward um, last year was close. If he hadn't had that crash um, while trying to chase down Christian Craig, uh, would have probably taken the title right to the end, and it was still close at the end. But um, yeah, this year is just on another level. Yeah, he's looking pretty good for this one, but he's got a few rounds to go yet. And obviously, the East Coast has gone off for this weekend. The West Coast is back, so we're back to back to Jet um, and the West Coast guys for this weekend because they got that makeup round for Oakland. It'll be we'll be calling it round two, and everybody will be scratching ahead because it's actually round six. But you know, I'm, I'll be looking forward to next week when we can stop all this witch round bullshit. Is it? Because I'm sick of the Twitter comments about it's round three or it's round four. It's actually round five, and who gives a fuck? But um, yeah, at least the east is the the east is on a week off. The west is back, but then it's a long run for the east coast. So that's where Hunter will have to get get to work at, at that point. Uh, but yeah, Jet back this weekend. What do you reckon? Will he, you reckon he's up for another win this week? Yeah, I think uh, we'll get the triple crown out of the way. That he, you know, he won that last that last race in the triple crown. But yeah, I think when you go back to a Long uh, main event. I think he's it's got his name written all over it. Mm, definitely, I think I'm with you on that. I, I don't see many people keeping up with him for the 15 minutes plus one. So, see what happens in Oakland this weekend. But um, how's the uh, form for Jason Anderson after Tampa? He's managed to get himself in a little bit of hot water and on uh, on the AMA probation list for six months, which is uh, going to tam- uh, temper down his. Uh, passing manoeuvres I, I would expect he just can't help himself and you know us as the spectators are sitting here going like what are you doing like last year 
he'd lost so many points because of these silly, you know, silly passes on um, either Barsha or Mookie or whoever else it was. And then, you know, he's done the exact same thing this year. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure why he has to do it. Um, but, yeah, now he's on probation for six months and, um, I saw in the the comments of the Racer X uh, article, he said, who's my probation officer? Uh, so, um, yeah, I don't think he's too happy with it. I don't know if it's if he's too happy with it. I just think he just actually thinks it's a bit of a fucking joke. Like, to be honest, like, he's worse this year than he was last year and he, he got second in championship and lost 30 or 40 points, whatever it was that he, he was down. Um but this year, I think he's actually worse this year with, with just the silly little, you know, bullshit that he's getting himself involved with. And I just think, kind of like Barsha, where, where Barsha doesn't... I don't think... I think Barsha's brain switches off as he starts to move into a corner when there's somebody in front of him. It just switches off and he can't remember that he's actually just knifed somebody's front wheel. I think Anderson's in the same sort of vein when he just follows somebody into a corner. I think his brain shuts off and he just takes out a front tyre and thinks he's okay and keeps going, like... I don't think he sees that there's actually an issue with his technique at that point. Like, it just doesn't seem to register on those on him and, and him and uh, Barsha. That doesn't seem to make any difference. And I actually quite I wouldn't be surprised if this uh, you know probation he does actually get like some points docked here in the next week or two because he just does what he does and you know he ends up putting somebody in the ground again. Like I can see it happening really soon. I just can't see him actually paying attention to it. Yeah, that's right. And if Marsha comes up beside him or, you know, someone that he's had trouble with before, what's going to stop him doing it again? A few, you know, gets docked a few points. I don't think he's too worried about it. Um, but, yeah, he just, you know, I'd like to know what the team think. Like, they got to just be shaking their heads, uh, especially, you know, after last year, the amount of points he lost when he could have been a lot closer or, you know, had the title. And then this year it's the same thing. So I can, they surely they're just shaking their heads. Well, you know, what's going to come up with that one very soon from the team side of things. It'd be about now and about for the next month or so that those contract renewals are being starting to be spoken about for next year. And Anderson's deal is done at the end of this year. So he'll be in team negotiations here very, very soon. And if he's still in this this little shit show that he's in at the moment, Kawasaki is a very interesting sort of, um, you know, team group and just branding from the top down from that Japanese sort of mentality where, you know, the respect and that you don't do sort of certain things and you've you got to have a, you know, professional presentation. I could see them just not sign, not re-signing him because of these sorts of little, you know, stupid acts and, and the fact that he's not presenting a professional, you know, pre- presentation of himself on a racetrack. Like, I could see him without a Kawasaki deal, despite the fact that he did so well last year. He might be looking for a new team. I, I could see that happening based on what he's currently doing because he's not getting a decent result. Yeah, that's right. And you've only got to um, look in, you know, more with the 250 team than anything, but you've only got to look at the history. And if you don't do well, you... You know, you don't get your other, another chance. No. So but that's the question would be then who 
where does he go? You know, who who takes him in? So uh, that would be, and it, it'll be an interesting one to hear what the silly season rumors start being in the next few weeks, because this is when these negotiations are going to start happening. They happen quite early, and they're usually done by the end of Supercross. So um, yeah, we'll have to keep an ear out for what we hear from other sources as to where people are going and if Anderson is going to stick with Cowie or not based on what's happening so far. So, yeah, keep an eye on that space. We'll, we'll just monitor it along the way. But uh, last comment in that 450 class, um, how's Webb's form and, and, and how's Sexton's form? Ah, <laughs> uh, Sexton, we'll start with Sexton. He just, uh, he does so well all day and then just can't keep it together. Um it's just got to be so frustrating for him and, you know, for his fans and everyone watching, it's just like, man, how can you just keep doing this? Like, um, yeah, he's, he's quick in qualifying, quick in practice, quick in the heat races and then quick at the start of the race and then one silly mistake and, yeah, that's it. And, yeah, it's it's killing him. It definitely is. And, and the funny – not funny, but like the interesting comment that I saw this week, and it, it's one of those ones that's a bit of gold that always seems to come out of um, David Villeman on one of the posts somewhere on the, on social media. Um, Villeman made the point that he was going in the V of the of the whoops, and that's where he got sort of sideways and crashed out of. And he said, if you're skimming the whoops, you don't go in the V. That's for the jump line, guys. If you're a skimmer, you go either side of it, so you can't get that swap that happens on the V line. So I thought that was quite interesting. And that sort of goes to the point that Chase gets obviously comfortable with the lines that he's taking and they're the fast lines and doesn't have the ability to see past those and look to move about on the track and find a better one when he's in that zone. And that's where he sort of comes unstuck later in the race because the track's deteriorated to such a point that he should have moved three or four laps earlier and he just can't do it for some reason. He can't see outside of his three foot world. So, yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one. He keeps doing it. I, 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 I hate to be in his head at this point in time, with knowing how many times he's had these. Well, he's probably given up four wins now, isn't it? Three or four wins across, you know, motocross and supercross in the last sort of twelve months ish. So yeah, it'd be tough to be going to bed at night this week, you know, thinking about all of those stuff ups from his side of things, but. Uh, if you're Webb, you're probably on the other side going, yeah, I just pulled it off again. I'm, I'm back, baby. Yeah, we, you know, I, I said to you, it's, I think it was last week or the week before, I said, is Webb back? You know, I said, I think I've seen enough. And then there was a bit of a, I think, what did he get fifth last week? And I was like, oh, maybe we take that back. But then pulls out a win this week. And, uh, yeah, if, if he is back and, then, uh, yeah, we're in trouble. It's very close in the points and Chase keeps falling off and Tomac, you know, does these rides where he gets fifth or something. It could be, could swing Webb's way. Well, they gave it, they've given him confidence now. That's the problem for Cooper Webb, or not for Cooper Webb. It's the problem for everybody else. It's great for Cooper Webb. He's got his confidence back. And he didn't look anything great all day until that main event. And he was just all of a sudden he was Cooper Webb. He was Cooper Webb of championship years running, just holding a pace, keeping pressure on. And I reckon he would have pounced whether, whether chase went down or not. I reckon he was figuring out something to pounce on him in that last lap or so. And so, yeah, but now the problem is 
he's got confidence and the field is going to have to deal with a confident Cooper Webb. I don't know if he'll be as good in Oakland because Oakland is a very rough, deteriorating, rutted track. And I don't know if he's going to be as good, but he'll probably still be, because of that confidence, he's going to be on the podium. But we'll have to see if he can, you know, how he goes there. But I think after after this weekend, with the rest of the East Coast rounds, they're going to be here in a, I think there's like five or six in a row. That's where I think Cooper Webb's going to start to shine. So, But he's got the confidence to do it now. He's got that first win in, what was it, a year and a bit now. So he's back. He's definitely back. He's, he's on, on the money. Yeah, I think I agree. And, um, yeah, it's been a while since he's won. So it's got to feel good now. And, yeah, he's got that confidence. So we'll see. Yeah, we definitely will. So a couple of things to, to sort of run through, a bit, a little bit of injury talk now. We're going to do not the emergency department. We're coming to that later in the show. But there was some interesting stuff, and I'll throw some credit out here to uh, the Vital MX guys. And on their, I think it was their post-race show that they're now doing this year with Lewis Phillips and Michael Lindsay. Those two guys were talking about a possible knee injury to Nate Thrasher in the week before Tampa and about a possible, you know, whether they, they thought that there was some rumours going around about like an ACL or something, but he still managed to get second on the night, which sort of contradicted that information. And then for those that maybe listened, I was listening today to the, the Moto X pod show on Vital MX's YouTube channel there that they're now linked up together and Thrasher was on there talking to Mike Lindsay and, and Scotty and uh, Darkside there. And when that question came up, he sort of skirted it and dodged it and, and left it alone a, a fair bit too much for my liking. I think there is something to this story and he might be dealing with a some sort of knee injury at least. Whether it's an ACL or not is yet to be seen and you'll probably hear about it if, if it becomes more of a problem, as they tend to do. Uh, but he might be able to keep riding through. Now, I don't know if you've heard too much about this, Benny, but... ACLs can, for some people, be really easy to rehab in terms of um, not the sense that they resolve and they're fixed, but in the sense that you can do everything you need to do, um, you know, that's not a, a, a sidestep on a footy field. You can you can come get over it pretty easily and actually turn it around really quickly. And I don't know if you've seen in our notes here, but I've written down, do you know, you know who Cadell Evans is, Benny? Yep former Tour de France winner, um, Australian cyclist legend. But there's a story about Cadell, and it fits perfectly here because a cyclist just goes in one direction for an ACL, right? They just go up and down on the pedals. There's no sideways load. There's no stopping, cutting motion, which is the problem for ACLs, much like us for moto. If your feet are on the pegs, you don't have any of these issues. It's only when your foot comes off the peg in a corner and catches that can be a problem for us. But there's a story about Cadell after that night, after that win in the Tour de France, before, I think it's the same year, I might get my years mixed up here, but it was for the Olympics, the Beijing Olympics were close by at that point. And he was out partying, the rumour goes, and slipped on the dance floor, right, and tore his ACL. And he had something like a week to two weeks to then to racing the Beijing Olympics, which is a massive long cycling race. At, at, you know, it's a decent length one for the Olympic event. And in six days, he'd got down all the swelling, restored all range of motion and all function of his muscles above and below the knee and had no issues and competed that event. So it can be done. So if Nate Thrasher did have something and it happened from what the rumours were from the guys on Vital, was on the Monday after... 
What was the round before that one? Houston. Houston was, wasn't it, Benny? It was Houston that was for the yeah. first round for East. So if he had it on that Monday, he had five days to get that swelling and coordination and range of motion back under control. And if he only tore the ACL, he didn't tear anything. He didn't tear the meniscus. He didn't rupture the, uh, maybe rupture the blood supply that goes right next to the ACL in there. He might not have had much swelling. He might not have had any pain. He could have rehabbed that really quickly and easily and just tighten the knee brace up even more than he usually would. Um, and he's good to go for the season so long as he doesn't catch it again, which yeah, we've all heard, this, heard the story before. Somebody's going to try and ride through an injury. Two weeks later, they catch it and they're out again. So we'll have to see how this plays out. But I don't know I don't know what your thoughts are on this one, Benny, but it, it, could, it could be absolutely nothing. He could have an ACL tear or it could all just be rumours. Well, it'll, it could be any of those. And I think, you know, he's got a week off now um, and then back into it next weekend, I think. So depends on what his performance is that weekend, um, then we might see. But, yes, they're very tight-lipped and that's um, part of the reason that, you know, you try and scope everything out and see what's going on. But, yeah, you just never know. But... If it gets into the the rumor mill, then yeah, usually there is something to it. Yeah, they don't usually talk about some sort of injury unless there's something happening there. They might they might be on the wrong they might be on the wrong side of the body, or they might be the wrong body part, you know, or the severity's off. But there's something that's happened there to to Nate Thrasher, and whether it's significant enough that he you know has to go out later on in the year or not, we'll, we'll wait and see. But there's been plenty of guys that have ridden without ACLs for years too, so there is that side of things. He might have had it and just he's fine. He can work it out without one. But along the same sort of lines, the Munford, Munford story, and you got sort of tagged in this or saw it, I think, on Twitter when it happened a week or so ago when uh, Chris Kiefer put up about he heard about an Achilles injury for Munford, which was kind of scary because... He'd only just come back from a significant wrist injury and got that fill-in ride with PC, and now we're hearing these other rumours. And have you seen the up? You've seen the updates today, haven't you, Benny? About Mumford's not going to be at Oakland like they'd announced two weeks or so ago. And yes, because he's tending to an injury. And that's what's. And so this is where, as much as I try and bring out the information, when these injuries don't happen at the racetrack, when they happen in practice. This is where they can hide this stuff super well because nobody knows about it other than the couple of team guys. And if they're at a public track, well, maybe the right person saw it and can you know post on Vital or post on Twitter or something like that, and we get a bit more bit more of a, an interesting look at it. But for now, all it could be is that Mumford's wrist injury hasn't healed enough and he's not ready fitness wise to take on the race this week- weekend, which wouldn't be a bad ploy. Like if you think about it, we're talking about it before. They've got one race for the West this week, and then there's like five or so weeks off. So wouldn't you take that extra time to be ready on the bike and do those couple of races in a few weeks' time rather than rushing in to do this one? That would make sense to you too, wouldn't it, Benny? Yeah, it would make sense to me, especially the way that uh, the Pro Circuit luck has been this year. Um, I think you'd just be taking your time with it and getting him to where he needs to be so that, yeah, it doesn't happen again. Or, you know, hopefully they can just stay away from uh, aggravating the injury or, yeah, just making it completely horrible and he can't ride. Yeah. And the, but in all of this too, like with Nate's injury, the the rumours of it, with this 
particular position for for Mumford and you know whether it's a new injury or an ex- the existing one just taking more time it really shits me when they they don't tell you now but then they get to the first race that they come that they're back to and they have a shitty result and they go oh yeah I had this other issue why wouldn't you tell us a few weeks back when it actually happened so you can get out and you know put it out there that you're working your ass off to get back you know and it makes you look a lot better when you turn up there I just don't understand this Let's hide all this information bullshit. It doesn't doesn't do anybody any favours, in my opinion. I think it's got to do with, so, you know, Thrasher's one of the top guys. I think if he lets out before race weekend that, oh, hey, I've got this problem, you know, I've been working real hard this week, but, you know, it's still there, then, you know, Hunter's just going to go, oh, you know, possible ACL problem. And I mean, he pretty much did it anyway without um, whether he knew or he didn't, but, you know, caught up to him and got him and won the race. And I think, you know, if people go, this person has a problem and they're behind them or they're past, you know, getting close to them, they're like, that's in the back of their mind. Like this person's got this problem. I'm going to make it difficult, put pressure on them ride them high, whatever, just, you know, try and make life difficult. And then I'm guessing that they hope that that injury, you know, takes effect and they can just get past and win or whatever. But, yeah, I think that's why they try and hide it so that people don't have that, um, you know, they think they've got a problem and think they're weak in areas and, yeah, it makes it hard. Yeah, maybe. But I I still like the idea that if if you're worried about – somebody else having an injury and that's the only way you're going to be able to beat them when you're late in a race, well, you need to work harder yourself. (laughs) Yep, that's true. It's the simple rule in my book, you know, just work as hard as you can and be as good as you can and you'll beat them no matter what is the situation they're in. But anyway, so that's them hiding. And then on a couple of returning sort of notes here, um, and you'll hear – um, later in the show, we've got Matt Moss on the line talking about his bar X ride, but he drops in there about that Derek Drake was back for this weekend. And there's been a subsequent update from the team today that Derek Drake is back from his injury already. And I kind of find it a little bit amusing and a bit confusing that he's already back because he reported that he had a, a fracture of his humeral head or humeral neck, which is right up in the shoulder there of the upper arm bone. And for somebody to have a fracture in that area and be back in, I think I worked it out, it was less than three weeks, that's pretty unheard of. So I'm not sure if the information he put out initially was correct or it's got to be a bloody minor fracture for it to be healed in that sort of time and for him to be back on a supercross track in three weeks because it don't make too much sense to me, but good on him for being back this weekend. I don't know if I'd pick him yeah. for, uh, I don't know if I'm picking for our, our fantasy league this week, mate. I'd, I'd, I'd keep away from him, Benny. Yeah, no, we won't be picking him. Well, well, we went a safe team last week and that didn't work out either. So, <laughs> But no, he, he won't be on the team. But he hasn't had much track time. Uh, he came off at World Supercross in Melbourne and uh, broke a wrist, I yeah, think. broke a wrist. Yeah. Him in the and then, yeah. yeah, and then, um, yeah, came out and did this. So, yeah, he hasn't had much luck. But if he's back, we'll see how he goes and... Hopefully, there's no more injuries. Well, hopefully, there's no more injuries, but I just, if there is, if he did break what he initially said that he broke and he's back already, I 
just hope that he gets through this round without pulling off partway through and, you know, has, hasn't hasn't quite got it ready to go yet. Because that's kind of what I can see happening is that he comes out for practice or something and he's like, oh, no, nope, that's no good and disappears again. So we'll have to see how that goes. But, um, yeah, he's back this weekend. It's amazing. Um, another one on the comeback to a um, rookie, Gavin Towers, unfortunately back in motocross last year at round 11 at Ironman, Tory's ACL, uh, and then I think that was either his first or second race. I th- no, actually, that was his f- debut race after Loretta Lynn's for him, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but he's been now rehabbing that ACL, so it's been five and a half months, and he put up a post today saying that he's completed his last physio um, rehab session and he's going to be looks to be back on his normal program from next week sort of thing. So he'll be back on the bike getting ready. I expect that that will be for an outdoors um, return given that he hasn't done any Supercross as yet. He probably hasn't even done any of the Futures events. I don't think he's done any of that stuff. So he'll be making his way back here shortly. But, yeah, not a good start to his professional career, (laughs) starting off with an ACL straight away. But uh, it's been five and a half months. It's in that usual sort of recovery time frame that we expect for these. So nothing too fancy for him, but good to see him getting back and, you know, making his way through that rehab. Yeah, no, and you don't want to be sitting on the sidelines either. You know, as a rookie, that's it's not great. So yeah, next week if he gets back on the bike and gets into it, hopefully he'll uh, he'll be ready for outdoors and have a strong showing. Yeah, definitely. Now let's get to our favourite section of the week and the thing that can either make the week or break the week. It's Pulp MX Fantasy League, mate. <laughs> it's always Moto Fantasy League time, and our sponsors for the league. Uh, we've actually got a new one this week, and I don't think I've even mentioned it to you officially. You might have seen it in our notes here, but we've got Bolt Everywhere coming on. They're going to throw in a few pairs of gloves for some prizes as well. Uh, so we've still been working those sponsorship angles since this has started, and so all those 110 players in our league, in our Always Moto Fantasy League, uh, should be pretty privileged. We're going to throw out these gloves randomly across the you know, a few rounds that are going to come up here. So we're going to probably go from about round nine onwards with some round prizes here. They're not going to be just for first. I'm going to pick some numbers here randomly on the show the week before with Benny and we'll um, we'll throw that out for whoever, you know, finishes 27th or something like that in the, uh, in the round and that will be the, where the prize goes. But for prizes, just a reminder to everybody, you've got to be following all the sponsors' pages and that's on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, one, one of them will suffice, and that's for Coastal Motorcycle Centre, Goat Brand MX, Thor MX Australia, Michelin Australia, Ringmaster Images, Helltech Australia, and now Bolt Everywhere. So you've got to be following those. And you've also, Benny, I, I know you've, you would have done this because you're, you're a good boy, you follow the rules, but you've got to send us an email at fantasy at alwaysmoto.com with your pulp username and your Instagram or your Facebook or whatever username so that we know who you are and we can actually get in touch with you when you've won something. If you haven't done it, you're going to forfeit your prize when you if you do win one. So make sure you get into it. I know I've got 20 of you that have done it. That's not a lot out of the 110. So if you're listening, tell your mates, tell everybody. You've got to do those things. Otherwise, you're going to miss out at the, on a potential prize when you win it. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll clean the prize up like I did last year. <laughs> Benny's, <laughs> Benny's ready all. and waiting. That'll be his payment for the week. He'll, he'll take the prize off you, no worries at all. So, <laughs> and if you want to try and talk to Benny or myself about how the league's going, uh, or what you sh- who you should be picking or who you should should be avoiding, you can get in touch with us on the Instagrams. Obviously, the Always Moto page is me. You can get in there and send us a DM. 
But Benny, it's Grino, G-R-I-N-O-2-2 on Instagram, or you can send him an email at thecontractor at alwaysmoto.com. Has anyone got in touch with you on the email yet, mate, or is anyone just on the Instagram still? No, the uh, no, it's just been um, the Instagram. Um, but like you just said, you know, talk to us about who we should be picking or who should we should be staying away from. Uh, I think the 110 members should be staying away from me. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah you, 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 I was just going to get to the overall scores here just give us a sec you're giving it away that you have having a shit show well so for me I'm on a, a 1,128 and Benny do you want to announce how many points you're on as your overall score 1,016 yes mate that's right I'm over 100 points in front of you and I feel good about it <laughs> oh. yeah it, uh, it, it hasn't been good um, not good at all. The my best round was uh, what A two. So A two was my best round, and the last two have not been good at all. I haven't even got over a hundred in the last two. Oh, you're gonna have to be here for redemption uh, this week with Oakland. But uh, I've been uh, awesomely doing my eight from the heats is bliss in in all but one round. So I'm loving loving the uh, picks that I've been able to get straight from the heats, which is awesome. I don't like the LCQ pressure, but uh, yeah, it's been been nice picking those. Now, we would normally in this segment be talking about our teams for the upcoming round, but as per as of yet, the Pulp MX Fantasy site hasn't got the updated handicaps up for the round, so you can't actually pick your team when we're recording this. You probably will by the time you hear this, uh, but so to check out our personal teams, you'll have to check out our Instagram stories where we post them. And check out that hashtag Always Moto Fantasy League, and you'll be able to see everybody's teams who's posted them to us, uh, and you'll be able to help pick decide who to pick for your team uh, as we go. But what we're going to quickly run through is just how bad or good our teams were from Tampa here. So, Benny, do you want to go first on your 250 team? Who did you have for 250 riders at Tampa? Um, just, I just got out of it too. Just Good give me, timing. I'll go give first. me two so, seconds. So I had, I had Max Anstey as my all-star and I got 26, which I was very happy about. I had Jay Sowen and got 36 points. So that was in the double, which was awesome. I had Nate Thrasher and I was sitting there watching it going, geez, I really want Hunter to win, but I don't want him to win because it means that I'm going to lose a couple of points off Thrasher. But then Hunter won in such a fashion that it was okay. So Nate still got me 42, which was awesome. But the one that really gives me the shits, and I thought he'd be doing a lot better by now, but it's Chris Blows. He only got me 11 points. I could not believe it. He couldn't even make it in the double points on that PC bike. So I hope he gets his act together, but I'm not picking him next time he's available. Yeah, no, I agree. I had him as well. And, uh, yeah, 11 points just isn't going to cut it. No. So I think you pretty much had the same 250 team except for maybe Max Anstey. You had, uh, you had Hunter Lawrence, didn't you? Yeah, so Blows, Nate Trasher, Hunter Lawrence, and Jace Owen. Yeah, so basically the same teams there. So, And we both got 26 on the um, All-Stars, so we're um, going to have the same points there for the 250. So it must have gone really wrong for you in the 450s. What was your 450 team? Yeah, so my All-Star, uh, Justin Barsha, as we said earlier, getting caught up in that rubbish with uh, Jason Anderson and um, got a few extra points after – 
my other player, uh, my other rider, Dean Wilson, got taken out in the last corner and actually pretty much ran straight into the back of him <laughs> while he was trying to pick the bike up. That was some nasty uh, footage. If anyone hasn't seen it, you got to check out Instagram and find that video of um, Dean Wilson. He stands up after being taken out by one of the Hill brothers and gets clobbered in the back by Justin Barsha, who's trying to ride past him in, over the finish line. It's he just gets nailed. It's uh, it's ugly. Yeah, it's not uh, yeah, not good at all. So, yeah, Barsha got me 21 because it wasn't high enough. And then because of that, um, I think Dino was running actually in the top 10 at one stage. He was eighth at one point. I was looking at it going, this is choice. He's going to get really good points. And then he dropped down, to, I think, 14th or 15th and just out of double points. Ridiculous. Yeah. So he got us twelve, got me twelve points, and you twelve points. Yep, because I had him as well. Um, yeah, this week Chiz uh, gave me twenty eight points. I said I was going to pick him last week because he cost me uh, when he took Freddie out. So I said I was going to pick him, but yeah, only got me twenty eight points. And then I picked AC, and in his words, he endowed his brains out in the whoops. And I think he also put it down again after that, he and he only got me twelve points. So, yeah, not a great week in the uh, in the two, in the four fifty. No, so I other than Dino, Dino only got us the twelve, like we mentioned. So he was my worst one for the four fifties. But I had Plessinger with max points for an all star at twenty six. Had Justin Cooper get me thirty six, and I had Colt Nichols for thirty. Now. I'm going to, you know how you had that on never picking again list the other week when we were doing this? I think you had three riders. I'm going to put, yeah. I mentioned this once before and I put him on here last week because out of sort of a necessity. I had Justin Starling on my team and then saw the update about his chin and his knee from qualifying and, and got scared and didn't pick him. And I ran to Dean Wilson because I thought he was the next best available of what I had to pick from. And he's done it to me again and got crappy points. Dean Wilson is on my don't pick ever again list. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I can I can agree with that. He did well last he did well last week or the week he did well one week. Uh, and yeah, now nah, I pick him twelve points. Yeah, I love how matter of fact you were about that comment there. Yep, I'm not picking him again. Just just, <laughs> just flatline there. There was no emotion in that. You were just, just straight to the point. Yep, not, not picking him again. Yep, it does not hurt me one bit. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to remember it's just a fantasy league. It's not real life. We still like Dino, but we're not picking him in fantasy. Sorry, mate. <laughs> yep, yeah, nah, he's on. Yep, yeah, he's on the list. All right. Well, anything else from fantasy there for you, Benny, before we wrench off the sponsors one more time? Well, I can tell you now when the teams do come out, I'll be picking Jet. Um, probably, you know, I'll probably nearly pick the same team from another another race. But, yeah, I'm definitely picking Jet, that's for sure. So I don't know if we're Jet sticking with that worth one. it. Jet might not be worth it because he's going to be like a minus one. So you'll actually get well, – you won't be able to get 26 points. Yes, that is true. I didn't even think of that. So, yes, no, he might – I might not be picking him. But, yeah, if he's there to pick, I'll be picking him. Yeah, if he's a zero, I'm going it. But if he's a minus one, I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm going to try and pick somebody else – who will get me that max 26. But we'll, we'll see how that works out. But, uh, yeah, all right. That is that is our Fantasy League, Always Moto Fantasy League update for this week. 
Uh, like we said, check out our teams on the Instagram. So you'll check that hashtag always Moto Fantasy League to find out who we're picking for right before lockout. Uh, but thanks again to the sponsors, uh, Coastal Motorcycle Centre, Goat Brand MX, Thor MX Australia, Michelin Australia, Ringmaster Images, Helltech Australia, and our new one, Bolt Everywhere. So thanks to you guys uh, for supporting our fantasy league. All right, let's uh, take a break here on the Always Moto podcast. We'll be back with the emergency department. Hi there, my name is Eldon Baker, and I'm from the Baker's Factory, and you're listening to Always Moto. All right, guys and girls, we are back. Let's jump into the emergency department list. The emergency department. All the injuries, all the gory details, and when they'll be back on track. It's the list you really don't want to be on. You do not want to be on this list. I don't care when, how, why, you just don't want to be on the list. It doesn't matter what part of the season. This list stay off the emergency department list, but it is filling up as per usual this time of year. Uh, the injuries have mounted and there are a few more people joining the list. One such rider from Tampa, who we mentioned there in our Fantasy League discussion just in the segment before this one, uh, Justin Starling, the number 60 on a privateer gas gas, managed to cut open his chin, uh, got a nice uh, laceration there and managed to do something to his knee. We believe it's just a minor twist and sort of a sprain of those ligaments there. He has indicated that he will be back this weekend at Oakland, so hopefully that holds true. Uh, hopefully the knee is all right. I dare say the chin will be fine. It'll be all stuck together and everything with stitches and tape and glue and whatnot they use for these little sorts of wounds these days, but uh, it shouldn't be an issue unless he catches another bump. But uh, hopefully he'll be all good this weekend because he didn't fare well after that bump. He didn't make it through the rest of the night program. Um, he did try to do the heats, but that was it. So not good day there in Tampa for Justin Starling. Also not a good day in, in Tampa for Cullen Park, the number 67 on that Phoenix Honda. Uh, he got banged up. He's injured his shoulder area. We had a bit of a quick chat with him today, uh, but he's expecting to be back ready to go at that next round at Arlington. He was a bit bummed that that Tampa round was his hometown race and he wasn't able to show what he was capable of, which is unfortunate. Alex Ray, A-Ray, as everybody knows him, the privateer rider on the Yamaha, um, Tried to triple in and then hit before the whoops. Managed to go over the bars. And if you haven't seen that on Instagram, you need to check it out. It's a nasty-ass crash. Somehow, he's only managed to walk away with a broken thumb. Uh, nothing else seems to be of concern, which is amazing considering how nasty this crash looks. And he's already completed surgery. If you haven't checked out our stories, they've probably disappeared by now, but they were up on our, on our Instagram stories this week. And that's why you need to follow us on our socials. We put up these bits and pieces from all the riders that we see this injury information about to try and keep you guys up to date in one position, one place. You can check it all out on our page. So if you aren't already following us, which I don't know how you found us if you aren't following us on Instagram, but if you aren't, you should be. So A-Ray had that surgery. Uh, he will be out for about six weeks. I think he will be trying to be back around the Seattle round. At the earliest, it might be around or so later. We'll have to wait and see. Another tamper injury uh, was Matthew Curler, number 958. He's a privateer. He managed to dislocate a right shoulder, sprain his left wrist. Uh, he's still getting investigations about a possible broken thumb. And unfortunately, it sounds like the bike caught up with him at one point because he's managed to get a burn on his side. Now, if he does have a broken uh, thumb, he'll be the same, same as A-Ray. He'll be about that six-week mark before he'll be able to resume riding. 
If his dislocated shoulder is bad, he may need surgery on that. He's still getting some checks on all this sort of stuff. So we'll find out a little bit more from Matthew uh, probably on next week's episode. We've been trying to line him up for an interview for next week to see how all those things have gone. Uh, But uh, at this stage, yeah, he's got a couple of things he's trying to work through and deal with. But uh, he will most likely, if everything goes okay and it's minor grades on these things for the dislocated shoulder and the wrist sprain, he should be back around the Atlanta round for the next East Coast round because he's riding that 250 class. Uh, No word on Dylan Frandis as yet at this time of recording as to whether the concussion from Houston uh, is going to see him out again at Oakland. He was indicating initially to be back for Oakland and as per protocols, he would that would be possible if he passes all those steps in that time, like we discussed on last week's show about all those protocols. Um, if you want some more information on that, I'm not going to rehash it this show, but go back and listen to last week's show. We've got some good talk there about the concussion protocol with the AMA. Um, so check that out. But, yeah, we'll have to wait and see if, if we haven't heard anything from the Star Racing Yamaha team or from Dylan himself about uh, his concussion and where he's up to. It'll probably come out pretty much right after I record this show, which is how this usually goes. But, anyway, keep an eye on our f- socials and we'll update you if we hear more. <clears throat> Some updates out of Preston Kilroy, um, that number 71 from Club MX Yamaha. We spoke about this last week. He broke both wrists at Houston. Confirmation that he's had surgery on both wrists, uh, had fractures to the both the right and the left radius bones in his forearm, so he's definitely out for a couple of weeks now. Um, Nick Romano's had his surgery on his ACL. He's in recovery mode, um, so he'll be at least six months off the bike. Um, no more news on Ryder Floyd. Um, I'm expecting him to be just enjoying this week off. Um, before Arlington kicks back in. But we're trying to catch up with Ryder Floyd to see if there's more information about what he actually did. But at this stage, yep, just expect him back for Arlington. <clears throat> uh, and who else? Let's r- scroll through. Cameron McAdoo will be back this weekend for the Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki. That swollen left arm looks to be all good from his crash there um, at, uh, what was that, Anaheim in the whoops there before the break for the West Coast guys. So he should be back and ready to go. <clears throat> Uh, who else we got here? Oh, Derek Drake, like we mentioned earlier, he's back um, for Barak Suzuki this weekend. Still not sure how, but he is. Funnily enough, Marvin Muskan has been MIA since the reports of a wrist injury before San Diego. There's been nothing on Marvin on anything anywhere, and we have no more details on his situation at this stage. We have tried to reach out to KDM Direct, but nothing as well. Um, <clears throat> we'll just see what happens when this information comes out. Later on down the track, but at this stage, no idea on when he's coming back. Uh, Wilson Todd should be all good, ready for Oakland. I uh, haven't really confirmed if he if he is or he isn't, um, but he only had that laceration to his thumb that made him miss one week there, but we expect him after having those couple of weeks off for the East Coast guys that he'll be here ready to go for Oakland. Uh, and I think that's about it for the updates at this point. Everybody else is still much the same. Um, some career oh, – not career, but um, – I was going to say career again. What an idiot. Season-ending ones. So that's the Rod Bells, the Hart Raffs, the Greasons. Um, they're out, unfortunately, for the season. Um, still no real more information from Vince Freeze or the Moto Concepts camp about Freeze's injuries or potential injuries. I have re-reached back out to Tony Alessi to see if I can get anything. And I have tried to reach out direct to Vince. Absolute crickets on that side of things. Uh, don't know what's happening there, but I expect that he's just probably going to sit out this Supercross season and be ready to go when World Supercross kicks off in the middle of the year. All right. 
That's our emergency department for this week. Let's uh, jump into a Dave's Diatribe now. This is Dave's Diatribe. What's a diatribe? A diatribe is a forceful and bitter attack against someone or something. So keep your head down. You might be next. That's right, you could be next. Now, I could go the generic one from this week that everybody else has spoken about and, com- and have a bitch and a moan about the live timing. And it was shit, I will say that. But that's not my diatribe this week. My diatribe is that as an Aussie, I occasionally have to have... The, I don't have the ability to watch these races live. I get up super early some mornings and I watch the practices before I get to go out for my day. I've got kids, they've got sports on, they're going to go to the beach in summertime. We've got family parties during the day. I can't sit there and watch the Supercross all day Sunday on every week. There is life that's got to go on. When I'm fit and healthy, I tend to want to ride myself. At the moment, that's not an issue for me. I'm still banged up myself, so still working on getting that recovery back. But the thing that really, really shits me with all these emails that I get, and I should know better by now, but I'm going to bitch and moan about it anyway. But I should know better when I'm walking at my phone to set up my Super Motocross app to get the streaming happening from the TV. That should be all I look at. I shouldn't touch any of the notifications because, God damn, it drove me nuts. I'm halfway through watching the, watching the, the 450 main, thinking this is getting real tight. This is going to be awesome. Bing goes the phone. I instantly pick it up, pull down to see what the notification is, and it's an email from the media group at Super Motocross, and the title it shows up straight on the screen: Cooper Webb returns to win. And fuck me, that really gave me the shits when I'm halfway through the race and Cooper Webb's not in the lead yet, and Sexton's you know doing doing his thing. It just gave away the result, and it really pissed me off. So I'm going to turn off notifications this Sunday when I'm trying to watch the race so that I don't know who's won. I'm sick of finding out beforehand. It's much nicer to be able to watch the race in, re- you know, in replay sort of thing but not know the result. hate doing it, but uh, <laughs> the phones nowadays, you're so programmed to pick it up and see what it is. If those super motocross updates could come through just maybe a tiny bit later, that would be perfect. But for now, I'm just going to turn the notifications off. So that's my problem, people. But I just thought I'd have a little complaint because I've got the soapbox out here ready to go on the Always Moto podcast. Anyways, that's how it goes sometimes. All right, that's Dave's diatribe. Not too bad. Oh, special mention too. There's been no sightings of Doris ever since those first two rounds. So I wonder where Doris went after all that. But uh, after a who the fuck is Doris comments, she's gone MIA and we haven't seen her since. So maybe we'll see her back this weekend. Who knows? We'll we'll keep an eye out for Doris on on the uh, casting there. But uh, no Doris of late. All right, guys and girls, let's take a break here on the Always Moto podcast. We're going to come back with our interview with the fill-in rider, Matt Moss, for Barak Suzuki. This is Derek Kelly, and you're listening to the Always Moto podcast. All right, guys and girls, joining us this week on the Always Moto podcast, it's someone who seems to be having a bit of a career resurgence this, uh, well, just in the last sort of six months or so. Uh, he's joining the Bar X Suzuki team for the remaining West Coast Supercross rounds here in the AMA. It's this Aussie Matt Moss. How are we doing, Matt? Good, mate. Really good. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's at 34 years old and, you know, after everything that happened, I definitely didn't think I'd be back here in America racing, but uh you know it's just been a tribute to the effort i've been putting in and my family and stuff like that it's it's, it's 
new lease on life, I guess. It's pretty wild to see what you're doing in the last sort of, like I said, six months or so, like from World Supercross, you know, getting the ride for World Supercross. And then, you know, I wouldn't say that was an awesome series for you, but you did pretty well. And then to to um, back it up with the win in Newcastle for the Aussie Supercross and getting second in the title there. And then obviously the, the Prince of Paris bit, I think that turned a lot of people's heads. Um, it's been a pretty good ride for you in recent times, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, obviously Bud Cowie, you know, took took me, you know, took me t- from an Instagram message, and obviously I was very grateful for that. And you know, obviously I got a ride for World Supercross with them guys, and didn't quite perform the way I wanted to. Um, but all in all, I enjoyed it. Went back with them to race uh, Paris Supercross and won that. And since then, everything sort of turned. Yeah, it turned really well for me. Uh, I knew I could do it uh, in Australia as well with with our series. You know, I've, I've been riding really well. The hardest part's just uh, <laughs> chopping and changing bikes, man. It's, um, <laughs> I was going to ask like, you that, actually, because you've been on – this will be, what, the fourth different brand in the in the last six months? Yeah, I've gone, like, Kawasaki 250, Yamaha 450, back to Kawasaki 250 for Paris. Then back to Yamaha 450 for Australia, and then yeah, now I'm here on a Suzuki. So I think three bikes. Sorry, my bad. Three, yeah, <laughs> yeah, three bikes. But yeah, like it's um, it's, this is this bike's probably been my hardest to adjust to. Uh, where the Kawasaki and Yamaha, not saying they were very close, you know, but I had a Kawasaki 450 I could ride as well, so it didn't really bother me. I just rode that in between so mm-hmm. um but yeah getting it's a suzuki obviously it's a just a completely different bike uh but the team the team we're slowly getting there we're slowly getting the feel i want uh we're hoping hoping tomorrow tomorrow we're going to parlor for our second last day of riding before oakland so hopefully we can hit some strides there and but all in all it's 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 different with um obviously here there's a lot of people that ride at the practice tracks or or, or parlor and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And not, I've never been the best practicer, but I always turn it up when it comes to a race. So oh, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go on their merits at come Oakland, hopefully, and really just <laughs> really have a good shot at it. Um, I had some, I hurt my elbow when I was over here. I've had to get a quarter zone shot in that. Uh, so it hasn't been the most smooth sailing since I've been here, but we, uh, hopefully the, you know, this week should be, today was a lot better tomorrow hopefully should be a lot better and then then wednesday or thursday should be a lot better and then we'll 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 get into get into oakland i know i've been practicing my starts on the bike really and i love it love it off the gate so that that helps massively with these sort of races so you know i'm looking forward to the challenge it should be should be really good so how does this Barx ride come around for you? Did you contact them? Did they reach out to you because of those results we just talked about previously? Like, how did the two of you find each other? So how it worked is, obviously, I knew I wasn't racing motocross in Australia this year. Yep. Um, I'm going to be racing World Supercross. So I think in Australia, it sort of overlaps. Not, you can do it even if you're Australian, racing in Australian motocross, still do the world stuff. But, you know, you have to be doing two disciplines at once. So... I was always going to sit out motocross and I messaged a couple of teams, just to let them know, Hey, well, I was going to be sitting on the couch and or well, not sitting on the couch, but I was going to be excavating and doing a normal job. Yep. So I just messaged a couple of teams saying, Hey, if you, 
Evanita Riders hit me up and on Instagram, and they they did. They got back to me, and we flew out. And yeah, it's 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 um, they've been very accommodating, that's for sure. So it's um, it's looking good. They got a full rider team this weekend. So is so is your be... your spot technically filling in for like Derek Drake? Then I think who's got that arm injury? No, 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 no. Derek Drake's back this weekend. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. So that's I don't know if that's. <laughs> I don't know if that's common knowledge, but yes, I'm pretty sure he's back this weekend. And then is it um, like Carson? It obviously, Carson obviously left. Masterpool has disappeared, seemed to be. But yeah, so you're filling in for Masterpool. Yeah, then. I'm not. Sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've got Masterpool's deal. I don't know what's going on with it. I don't know what yeah, happened there, but that's fine. Yeah, so, nobody really does at this point. But yeah, as long as you've got a bike that's yeah, turning up with yeah. your number on it, you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, I get to ride my race bike tomorrow, so. Beauty. Well, look, I'm looking forward to that. So. Oh, so so this round and then you've probably got, what, there's a couple more weeks and then they have off, isn't it? And then you get to go again. So at least you'll get sort of a, a bit of a test run at it with the race at Oakland and then have a couple more weeks to, to build again. Yeah, not really. No, that's the unfortunate being Australian. I'm going to – and having a wife and two kids. <laughs> it's my daughter's birthday tomorrow. Um, so I've already missed that. Missed my wedding anniversary it's Valentine's Day, so <laughs> I I'm going straight home after Oakland because there's a four week, four weeks of four rounds of East Coast. Yep. Um, and most likely I might even I've had a couple little offers to just do some select rounds of motocross. Uh, whether I do that yet is yet, but I do really want to race this happen. I think um, I'm pretty sure I might be able to scrounge up a bike off WBR and. And maybe race that one race as a one-off, and and then head straight back to America. Yeah, right. That's fair call. At this point in life, when you're a little bit older, you've got a few different responsibilities that you've got to be involved with. You can't just go full-time race mode, can you? So, yeah, I didn't think no, you'd well, have to jump I, back in there for the flight home for for family reasons. Yeah, well, when I when I first come back racing, me and my wife obviously had the had the chat and said, family first. You know, we've got to. It, I'll, I'll, we've got to put family first and if everything's not paying the bills and racing's going to get put on the back burner. So yeah, uh, enough, at too. this stage, I've done pretty well that we're paying the bills just. We're just getting by. So um, I'll come back and 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 uh, work for pr- probably three weeks and maybe race, um, maybe race Appen and then head straight back over. So I'll be on another brand again. <laughs> <laughs> Just to add to the list, mate. Why not, eh? Why not at yeah. this point? So, yeah. well, look, look, that's pretty I'm interesting. Enjoy- Sorry, go on. Oh yeah, I'm just enjoying it, mate. I'm enjoying the ride. I haven't got long left. You know, I've got to be realistic. I'm 34. Um, so, but all it, all in all, this is all leading. Just keeping me, keeping me feet wet for World Supercross. I'm really gonna have a. I'm definitely 450 for World Supercross. So, oh, cool. Uh, so, is there anything yeah. you can actually like let out of the bag on that one yet, in terms of no, which team or anything? Uh, definitely, definitely be 450. Yeah, uh, that's that's all I can say. But I, I'm gonna have a good red hot crack at it. Yeah, uh, nice. And, and really, really try and I believe, you know, if not a win, I believe on the podium for the championship. So, yeah, nice. Hopefully, we'll be. Given it all for that. So interesting thing that came up around here, uh, just a colleague of mine here that we'd sort of work with on the podcast, he mentioned about that you said something at, at, I think it was at Newcastle round, about that 
you know, it was sort of proving yourself again with that win and that, you know, maybe a few of the Aussie brands and stuff weren't maybe taking you as seriously when you'd sort of come back. Has that, I gather that's changed now. If you're getting these sort of other offers to, you know, even just do one offer thing at, at Appen, is, is that sort of, is it coming back around now that you're, you're sort of in flavor, if that makes sense? Uh, uh, I'd say no. No? Okay. Um, obviously, Yamaha, Yamaha, 100%. They have um, backed me and Baden Blanchett. So most likely we'll, we will 100% stick with them guys and give it all. I asked pretty much every team. Definitely not Kawasaki, um, that Rob Walker. I don't know what his personal issues with me are, but he's obviously just a goose and he doesn't want Kawasaki winning. So okay. he, he doesn't want nothing to do with me. So yep. Japan even asked the question and he blatantly said no. So, yeah, the, so that's, that's a no-go. Yeah, disappointing, but anyway. Yeah. Well, well, it affects it affected Bud Kawasaki like they're running a race team and I can't. If I can't get the backing in Australia, like that's so that pretty much ruled me out of their team for – for this year, for next, well, yeah, this year. So, yeah, for them, yeah, for them, it's heartbreaking. Like they wanted me to to race for them, and you know, it was it's just because of one guy's personal problems that that shouldn't even be there. Yeah. Um, and running a running a multi million dollar company like that, it shouldn't be personal. It should be the best thing for the brand. But obviously, I don't know what he's. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what his go is, but he's a he's a goose. Well, at least at least the Yamaha seems to have stepped up and continuing to support you because, like, you obviously you're clearly deserving it of these recent results and just the different things that you've been able to achieve in the last, like I said, six months. It seems like you've just sort of burst back into it all. It, it's been awesome, and obviously, obviously, the Supercross side of things is is gelling with you really well at this this age. So yeah, no, nice work on that side of things. So, quick question, yeah, Supercross, yeah. Yeah, with, quick question, but with this, obviously, this Suzuki ride for you, and obviously lots of people talk about how the bikes are, you know, a bit older tech and not as developed as such. You used to be a big Suzuki guy for a while there in Australia and won a few championships on them. Are they familiar to you at all? You said before that it was actually the worst one to come back to, but is it familiar at all from, from the past or is it is it still too too long ago? No, no, they, um, no that's been so long. And the bikes have obviously I, I, the bikes really fast. Um, t- twisted development to their motors, yeah. and it's uh, yeah, the things are rocket ship. Um, obviously, them being a satellite team, the infrastructure to do testing every day is not quite there. Um, so, like I got some suspension today, so, but I've been here for a week and probably had four or five rides. So that's my first suspension change. So. And it made a lot of difference, but yeah, like it's not—they're not a factory team, so mm-hmm. I've got to be—I've got to understand that as well. So I'm so used to having when I'm in factory that you know if I want to make a change, they can make a change there, but they don't quite have that infrastructure. But they're doing everything they can for me. But yeah, it's not—it's not. I wouldn't minus a Kickstarter. If it hadn't electric started, would be the same. I'd put them in the same category as. Was was the other two fifty guys? You know what I mean. So, oh, that's that's awesome to hear that the you know the, you, you, that it's one is fast and two you're comfortable with those sorts of things and you're, you're rating it. it like the Kickstarter for me once unless you stall the bike, it's not an issue. Like yeah, you got to kick it on the yeah. start line, but unless um, you make a mistake and you stall, there's no difference in the two of them. You know, in the in the th- in the different no, brands. No, exactly. 
but I have started a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> on, that mo- me, on that on that moment, taken he says. Me two laps to kick it, but yeah, like it, it's one of those things that you really have to be conscious of because with a Yamaha or whatever bike, you can just straight away, you know, press the button even while you're still rolling and get going. But mm. you got to be you got to be wary of it. But yeah, where if you stall it on a Suzuki and you've got a Kickstarter, that potentially could could lose you a lot of positions where with, with an electric start that then positions are not as much. So yeah. Oh, um, understandable, but yeah, obviously just hold that clutch in a bit more uh, close to the, to the bars yeah. if you can. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Don't worry. I do. I swing off the clutch. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, look, Matt, um, I really appreciate you joining us on the always moto podcast. And it's awesome to see what's happening for you, you know, in recent times and, Look, we wish you the best for Oakland this weekend and, and whatever you've got for World Supercross, we'll be there watching it at, at some point. So it's just awesome to see you back and, and getting some nice results and getting some opportunities again. So, you know, good luck with the with the future endeavours. All right, cheers, mate. I appreciate it and appreciate it coming on. Thank you. No, all good, mate. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Bye, bye. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Scott Meshi, number 411, and you're listening to the Always Moto Podcast. All right, guys and girls, we are back. Thanks for listening, as always, to the Always Moto Podcasts. Uh, that was a great interview there. Nice to catch up with Matt Moss, the Aussie, and that new ride. And, and look, it's not perfectly injury information. Obviously, he did talk about that a little bit with his elbow, uh, but he sounds to be all good with that heading into this week's round at Oakland. So, you know, it's just a different point of view. With the fill-in ride, he's taking over there probably from Ty Masterpool, um, we're not sure where Ty's disappeared to, to be honest. But anyway, that's uh, that's a subject for another another story. But uh, yeah, nice to catch up with Mossy. And like we said, that re- resurgence to his career has been quite phenomenal since that little bit of a an issue he had a few years back there that got him in a bit of hot water with um, the with the band there that came through. So awesome to see him back and putting in the results and the hard work to get to that point. That's a lot of effort that he's gone through to get there. So hopefully he has a good showing this weekend on that Barak Suzuki in Oakland. All right, that's it for this show. Um, don't forget to send us your T-shirt orders, email to info at alwaysmoto.com. We'll soon have the alwaysmoto.com website available and we'll be ordering those shirts through there very soon. Um, for now, but follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things injury and moto. Search Always Moto on your favorite uh, social media platform and then follow and subscribe. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast feed so you don't miss the next episode. And as always, this is a big one for us. If your app allows, we need that five-star rating, please. Leave some feedback or a rating. Uh, It helps us immensely be found by the next person that will then find the next person because they've done a rating as well. So please, get off when this ends right now. Leave us a rating. Jump on that app. Leave a rating. Please, please, please. Thank you. Don't forget to check out all of our written content and our inspection articles over on fullnoise.com.au and soon we'll have some stuff uh, coming up onto the alwaysmoto.com site as well. But that's it for another show. Thanks to Polar Australia. Thanks to Slamboard Guy for the show support. Thanks to the Fantasy League sponsors, Coastal Motorcycle Centre, Goat Brand MX, Thor MX Australia, Michelin Australia, Ringmaster Images, Helltech Australia and the new one that's come on board this week, Bolt Everywhere. Thanks to the Always Motor Contractor. Thanks for listening, guys and girls. Remember, you've got to be smooth to be fast because if you're not, I will probably be seeing you deep in the emergency department, maybe even the clinic having strapping tape thrown wherever it will stick.